With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. I don't know about you, but I can tell you my least favorite number. It's the number two. I really dislike the number two. And on Sunday, it came back to bite me a couple times. I bet the Cubs over the two and a half of the first five. They scored two in the first five, leaving the bases loaded in the fourth inning. I was just one ball away at a three and two count for three pitches. Fouled off a couple and then finally struck out there. Could have walked in a run. Could have got a hit to cash. But unfortunately, it finishes at two. Then I bet the Angels over the two and a half in the first five. They left a guy on third in the first inning that came back to haunt me after they hit a home run in the second inning and the third inning. They finished with two runs in the first five, and I lose that bet by a half a run. Then, of course, I bet a ton of under one and a halfs in the first five, and two, of course, tends to be the common number that beats me. So two is not a good number for me. I'm not a fan of that number. I know that much, but it was a tough day on Sunday. Sonny Gray got the job done for me as the Twins beat the Royals and Gray shuts them down in the first five innings, so I cash that ticket. But other than that, I lose on the Marlins, I lose on the Cubs, I lose on the Angels, then on Twitter we lose on the Cubs again. I lose $64.62, and after a great start to the month of April, I really limped into the finish line. I'm down and depressed right now, but right now, as of today, I'm up 7.93 units on the baseball season, and I guess only being 18% into the season, I'm on pace to win 44 units for the year, but it sure doesn't feel like it right now. You know, on CNN, they have that uh, fear and greed index at the top when it comes to the stock market. Well, if we had one for confidence right now for me, I'd be on the second guessing everything. I think I talked myself out of three winning plays on Sunday, talked myself into a couple losers, of course, so... Yeah, it's frustrating. You never like to give money back. And I have to focus on the positives, though. And uh, we've learned a lot about the pitchers now. The hitting and pitching splits, well, the law of large numbers is coming into play. Statistically, things should be getting sounder as we move forward here. Just not favoring me so far. I guess I was better when I was handicapping based on spring training. But uh, hopefully, hopefully, we'll get things turned around again. And remember, that's why I bet the same number of units per game for a reason to weather the storms, because if you go up and down with the unit size, you can put yourself in a whole lot of trouble in a hurry. And I know the Twitter vote will heat up. You guys have made money for me historically. We're in a little bit of a slump there, but we'll turn that around. I know I will heat up. I'm not going to have a ton of one in three days all the time. So the pity party's over. Let's talk some baseball. But uh, no plays right now in this podcast. I'm going to post the four plays in the show notes. And on Twitter, once the lines are out, I'm still without lines. And the wife wants to watch Succession tonight. So I'm going to do that. And then I'll come down in a couple hours. Hopefully then I can put the wagers in. Numbers will be out and I'll get those posted. But right now, let's just talk about the eight games on the docket for Monday. That includes the Braves and the Mets doubleheader after back-to-back rainouts. So we have two top-level pitchers statistically going on Monday. That's Spencer Strider for the Braves. He's going against the Mets on the road. That'll be tempting. It's going to be in that one-and-a-half range with a little bit of weight. Tony Gosselin will be going for the Dodgers of the night camp, so that'll be intriguing to see where that number comes out. 
And then according to the metrics, two bottom pitchers, Luke Weaver for the Reds, clearly the number one bottom pitcher going on Monday, Tyler McGill, and he's pretty good for being a bottom pitcher there, but he's statistically, I guess, the number two, according to the analytics. Some pitching splits of interest for Monday. The Mets had decent numbers against both Strider and Charlie Morton, who will be pitching the second game of that doubleheader. I don't mind Faden Morton. I do that quite frequently. I could go to the Mets over there, depending on where the numbers get posted. The Nationals hitters actually have good splits against Drew Smiley going for the Cubbies today. 13 of 36, a 361 batting average in that spot. The Yankees are hitting only 192 against Cal Quantrill. I bet him all the time, and without Judge playing, yeah, I don't know. That could be intriguing. The Blue Jays have absolutely feasted off of Corey Kluber, batting 364 with eight homers and 40 hits. So that's on my radar. The Padres have crushed that Luke Weaver for the Reds, six homers, 20 hits, and a 328 average. So the Padres are on the list, although they just traveled from Mexico City. I don't know what type of impact that'll have. And I tough to sometimes trust the Padres at home, but that type of split number at least has my attention. Top four teams in the righty-lefty situation. The Giants actually have great hitting splits against righties. They're second in baseball. The Cubbies, third in OPS against lefties. So that puts them in consideration. The Dodgers, well, they're healthy again now, too. They're third against righties. So that's an intriguing spot. The Red Sox, fourth in OPS against righties. They're going against Jose Brios. That could be a spot to play as well. Bottom four in the righty-lefty situation. The Yankees back on the list here. Face and Quantrill, they're 21st against righties. The Reds are on the list, 21st against lefties. You know I love my Blake Snell for San Diego. It'll be interesting if he ends up making the card, if the number is right for me. The Astros, 23rd against righties. The Guardians, 24th against righties. So those are some of the bottom hitting splits. Then when it comes to home and away batting splits, the Cubs, second on the road in hitting. The Giants, that didn't help me on Sunday, by the way. The Giants are fourth on the road in hitting, OPS anyway. Braves fifth on the road. Red Sox fourth at home. All intriguing batting splits there. And then bottom home and away batting splits. Teams to stay away from potentially. The Mets ranking 22nd at home. The Astros ranking 25th at home. The Reds, once again on the list here, 27th on the road. And the Nationals 28th at home. So, A few leans there that I kind of see developing on the card. But once again, I want to see prices to see if they're at one and a half, two and a half, and to see where the weight is. And uh, with no lines, I'm not going to give you any plays this time. I'm in a little bit of a slump here anyway, so I want a little more time to digest, analyze the numbers as they come out. But those are kind of the things standing out, at least in the metrics, behind the metrics that I want to take a look at when it comes to the card on Monday. But I will post everything once again in the show notes and on Twitter. And hopefully, hopefully, I can have a winning day on Monday. But as always, everyone, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.